Someone would like to repeat? Jnanam tadeta damalam duravapamaha Narayano narasakah kila naradaya Ekantinam bhagavatas tadakinchananam Padaravinda rajasapluta dehinam syat Yanam tadeta damalam duravapamaha Narasakha kila naradaya Ekantinam bhagavatasta kanchinchananam Matasis Jnanam tadeta damalam duravapamaha Thank you. 
explained narayana lord narayana the supreme personality of godhead narasakaha the friend of all living entities especially human beings kila certainly naradaya unto the great sage narada ekantinam of those who have surrendered exclusively to the supreme personality of godhead bhagavatah of the supreme personality of godhead tat that knowledge akinchananam who do not claim any material possessions padaravinda of the lotus feet of the lord rajasa by the dust apluta bethr dehinam whose bodies syat is possible translation and purport by his divine grace ac bhakti vedanta swami shila prabhupad shila prabhupad ki jai translation Narayana the supreme personality of godhead the well-wisher and friend of all living entities formally explained this transcendental knowledge to the great saint narada such knowledge is extremely difficult to understand without the mercy of a saintly person like narada but everyone who has taken shelter of narada's disciplic succession can understand his confidential knowledge purport it is stated here that this confidential knowledge is extremely difficult to understand yet it is very easy to understand if one takes shelter of a pure devotee this confidential knowledge is also mentioned at the end of the bhagavad gita where the lord says sarva dharman parityajya maatmamekam sharanam vraja abandon all varieties of religion and just surrender unto me This knowledge is an extremely confidential secret but it can be understood if one approaches the supreme personality of godhead through the bona fide agent the spiritual master in the disciplic succession from narada prahlad maharaja wanted to impress upon the sons of the demons that although such knowledge can be understood only by saintly person like narada they should not be disappointed for if one takes shelter of narada instead of material teachers this knowledge is possible to understand understanding does not depend upon high parentage the living entity is certainly pure on the spiritual platform and therefore anyone who attains the spiritual platform by the grace of the spiritual master can understand this confidential knowledge Om 
ಜ್ಞಾನತಿರಂಧ್ಯ ಜ್ಞಾನಂಜನಶಲಾಖಯ ಚಕ್ಷುರುನ್ಮಿಲಿತಂ ತಸ್ಮೈ ಶ್ರೀಗುರವೇ ನಮಃ ಶ್ರೀಚೈತನ್ಯಮನೋಭೀಷ್ಟ ಸ್ಥಾಪಿತ ಭೂತಲೆ ಸ್ವಯಂ ರೂಪಕದಾಮಹಿಂ ದಾತಿ ಸ್ವಪದಾಂತಿಕ ವಂದೇಹಂ ಶ್ರೀಗುರೋ ಶ್ರೀಯುತ ಪದಕಮಲೀಗುರೂನ್ ವೈಷ್ಣವಾಂಶ್ರೀರೂಪಾಗ್ರಜಾ ಸಹಗಣ ರಘುನಾಥ ಸಜೀವ ಸಾಧ್ವೈತ ಸಾವಧೂತ ಪರಿಜನ ಸಹಿತ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ದೇವೀರಾಧಾಕೃಷ್ಣಪಾದ ಸಹಗಣ ಲಲಿತ ಶ್ರೀವಿಶಾಖಾಂಚೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣಕರುಣಾಸಿಂಧೋ ದೀನಬಂಧೋ ಜಗತ್ಪತೆ ಗೋಪೇಶ ಗೋಪಿಕಾಂತಾಧಾಕಾಂತನಮೋಸ್ತುತೆ ತಪ್ತಕಾಂಚನ ಗೌರಾಂಗೀ ರಾಧೇ ವೃಂದಾವನೇಶ್ವರಿ ಋಷಭಾನುಸುತೆ ದೇವೀ ಪ್ರಣಮಿ ಹರಿ ಪ್ರಿಯ ವಾಂಚಾಕಲ್ಪತರುಭ್ಯ ಕೃಪಾಸಿಂಧುಭ್ಯ ಪತೀತೇಭ್ಯೋ ವೈಷ್ಣವೇಭ್ಯೋ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ಜೈ ಶ್ರೀಕೃಷ್ಣ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಪ್ರಭೋ ನಿತ್ಯಾನಂದ ಶ್ರೀಅದ್ವೈತಾಗದಾಧರ ಶ್ರೀವಾಸಿಗೌರಭಕ್ತವೃಂದ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೇ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೇ ಹರೇ ಯಂ ಪ್ರವ್ರಜಂತಮನುಪೇತಮನುಪೇತಕೃತ್ಯಂದ್ವೈಪಾಯನ ವಿರಹ ಕಾತರ ಆಜುಹಾವಾ ಪುತ್ರೇತಿ ತನ್ಮಯತಯಾತರವೋಭಿನೇದು ಸ್ಥಂ ಸರ್ವೂತಹೃದ ಮುನಿಮಾನಸ್ಮಿ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಸೊ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಆಕ್ಚುಲಿ ಎ ವಂಡರ್ಫುಲ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ವೇರ್ ಪ್ರಹ್ಲಾದ ಇಸ್ ಆಕ್ಚುಲಿ ಇನ್ಸ್ಟ್ರಕ್ಟಿಂಗ್ Uh, so he's having a bhakti vriksha with his uh, schoolmates actually and his demoniac uh, schoolmates or the sons of the demons so we don't know how this happened because the teachers weren't there just like when the school children you know when the teachers are outside of the class they start having a bhakti vriksha you know noise basically so here pralada was not making noise but he was preaching so this is a very interesting aspect and pralada was a very young boy at that point in time he had started this because hiranyakashipu had sent him back because he had actually preached to his father itself huh? in the last chapter he had said to his father because his father had asked him where are you learning all this from prahlada your teachers are not teaching this to you how have you learned all of this so he had said matirna krishne parataswato va mito bhipadyeta grahavratanam adanta gobhir vishatam tamishram 
punah punascharvitacharvananam. So he had told his father that people who are engrossed and have uncontrolled senses, they will not be able to understand this father. Matirna Krishne. Their matihi, their intelligence will not be naturally flowing towards Krishna. So he had actually preached to his father. And then his father had actually chastised his teachers and he's gone back. Now he's teaching to his schoolmates. So there's a warning that his father had given. Now uh, he's preaching to his schoolmates. So if you see, there are many lessons that we can take from Prahlada. He's a revolutionary preacher at a very young age, you see. He's a revolutionary. He's preaching in the, living within the demons. He's actually preaching to the atheists. If you see the context with which he's preaching, he's preaching to the atheists and he's preaching Krishna consciousness. And many of these instructions that he's giving in this chapter are very advanced. Actually, they're very, very advanced uh, lessons that probably none of his demoniac children or schoolmates are not able to understand or even comprehend what uh, Prahlad Maharaj is saying. Just as when we enter uh, Krishna consciousness at the very beginning stages of our lives, it actually doesn't make sense what anyone is speaking, actually. If you remember, I don't know, I can remember. I've been to the first days of my preaching when I saw... Uh, Her Grace Jagatarini Mataji, that was the first time I had entered any ISKCON from a very um, elevated Vaishnava and His Grace uh, um, Sankarshan Prabhu was there. So they were speaking but I was just there physically present but I didn't understand anything what they said. So in the same way, the schoolmates of Prahlad probably were not able to comprehend what Prahlad was saying actually. So he had given so many instructions. One of the instructions he gave was, Tat prayaso na kartavyo yata ayur vyaya param natathavindate kshemam mukunda charanam bhujam. He said, actually, you're wasting your lives. Yata ayur vyaya param. You're wasting your lives by doing what? Tat prayaso na kartavyo. There is no auspicious end by our prayasa. Actually, if we see, if we put this, this particular verse in today's context, if you observe the whole material world, you see, we send our children to schools, we have been in the same schools, right? Studying various subjects, science, mathematics, technology, whatnot and whatnot. Nowadays, it's artificial intelligence now, making us even more artificial. Uh, but if you ask, what is the purpose of this endeavor? Uh, we are endeavoring so much. You've got to learn so much. Mathematics, advanced, calculus, what not. <clears throat> I remember in my engineering, um, we had um, a mathematics, engineering mathematics, and one of the subjects that used to give me nightmares was, was Fourier transforms. I don't know if you know about this. Fourier transforms is an advanced mathematics in calculus which we used to, uh, I, I'm a mechanical engineer, so we used to use it for calculating and designing certain uh, mechanical equipments like engines and cams and things like that. It used to give me nightmares. I used to wake up in the night sweating <laughs> by Fourier transforms and Laplace transforms and things like that. So here, Prahlada is saying, what is the endeavor? In this life, we wake up in the morning and we go to bed in the night. We have endeavored for 24 hours practically. What is the effect of this endeavor? That is what uh, he's saying. Uh, endeavors merely for sense gratification or material happiness through economic development are not to be performed. They are, they are not vindate kshemam. They are not auspicious because this will not give us any fruit. Uh, is it true? How do we understand that, that this will not give us any fruit? 
What do you think? Every day we go and study in the school, will it give us some fruit or not? What fruit does it give us? Bitter fruit. Huh? <laughs> Bitter fruit. <laughs> Yes, so it gives us something that is material in nature, that which is tangible, but that has an expiry date. So the scriptures say, any effort or any endeavor we do, do not endeavor for something that is temporary. We've endeavored so much, but all that endeavor is only temporary. But that doesn't mean we should endeavor. So that is the catch. It doesn't mean you should not endeavor, but the catch is, how that endeavor should be performed. That is the catch. So that is why we see in the last verse also, we saw yesterday, uh, Radha Krishna Prabhu was mentioning, Dharmartha Kama Ityo Bihitas Trivarga Ikshatrai Naya Damau Vividha Chavartha. So, how should this endeavor be performed? So, that is what he, is, he was saying that. It will not actually give you any profit. If one's endeavor are directed towards mukunda charanam bhujam, one can surely attain the spiritual platform of self-realization. It's interesting, I don't know if you noticed, in the word-to-word -word translation, for akinchananam, Prabhupada translates it as, who do not claim any material possession. How do we understand this? Akinchananam means, those who do not claim any material possessions. Prabhupada chooses every word very carefully here. What does it mean? They don't? Correct. But do they have material possessions? They do. So, akinchanana means does not, it doesn't mean that they reject material possessions, but they do not stake a claim that this is mine. You, you notice the word Prabhupada uses, who do not claim any material possessions. That Prabhupada opened 108 temples when he was on this planet. He did not claim any of these temples to be his. He said, these are Krishna's temples, this is not my temple. Uh, he was not attached to those processions. So, akinchana means they may be having the, the material possessions at their disposal, but they will not stake a claim to it. That's what it means. Don't stake a claim to your fruit. That I want this result. And don't take a claim that I want this. This is my result. This is the fruit of my endeavor. Because that fruit is saying, Krishna says, I will give you that fruit. You don't take a claim to that fruit. So that is Akinchana. So that's what Prahlad Maharaj is saying. Um, one whose endeavor is towards the lotus feet of the Lord, Mukunda Charanam Bhujam, then all auspiciousness will prepare, prevail. Otherwise, all the material endeavor we put is actually very, uh, actually a waste of time. Uh, in the last verse, uh, Prabhupada writes in the, in the purport, he mentions, dharmasvanushthita pumsa vishvaksena kathaso yaha na utpadaye dyatiratim shrama evahi kevalam. If I get up in the morning, go to school, go to work, endeavor to do something, and I have endeavored my 24 hours, if this endeavor, na utpadaye dyatiratim, what does it mean? If that does not produce utpadan, utpadan means um, upaj or produce, utpadayet yadi ratim, ratim means what? Attachment. Na utpadayet yati ratim, then that particular endeavor for that day is just shrama evahi kevalam. It is just a useless endeavor of labor. That's it. It's not, because if it has not produced my consciousness towards Krishna, 
then it's just a waste of labor. So does it mean we should not study maths and science? We should, but we should study with the consciousness that, hey, this mathematical study can take me towards Krishna, because this is my duty. So it's what Arjuna was asking. You want me to fight in this war, but how do I remember you, Krishna? Then he says, Krishna says, you pay me obeisances, madhyaji maam namaskuru, maame vaishyasi kaunteya. Then you go and fight. Then you go and fight the war. <clears throat> so after saying this, in the previous verse, Pralada has said that the Vedas deal primarily with the three aspects, dharma, artha and kama or Trivarga, so you have to come out of it. But at the same time, in this verse Prahlada is saying, this knowledge, Jnanam Tad Etad, is very difficult to understand. That's what he's saying. After giving all of these instructions, this knowledge seems to be very unconventional for you all. It's very difficult to understand. Why does he say so? Why is it difficult to understand this knowledge that he has given so far? of all the verses, of 26 verses he's spoken, he says this knowledge is very confidential, you know, top secret. The country has top secret department, like India has NIA, National Investigative Agency, and in America there is CIA, Central Investigative Agency, and they have top secret files, you see. Confidential knowledge. Uh, but the Bhagavatam is right there in front of us. If you, now, with the availability of internet, You've got access to all of the knowledge that's available, you see, on the tip of, uh, of your fingers, on your phone. And yet it is said it is confidential. Huh? Why is that? Why is it confidential? Or how is it confidential? Just by mere reading we cannot understand. Why is that? Because, for example, if you know English, for example, if you know the language, and if you know what it means of these words, why can't we understand it? The essence, okay. Correct. We have the don't have the mercy of the pure devotees. Correct. Any more? Anyone? Any more answers? The senses are not perfect. Very important. Why? Because this knowledge. How are we getting this knowledge? It is again through these five knowledge acquiring senses. You are seeing the letters, you are reading the letters, you are understanding the letters and you are trying to digest the letters. But we have to understand one thing. Any knowledge that we acquire in this material world is only based on our past experience. We cannot understand anything that is beyond our experience or sensory perception. For example, if somebody says, oranges are sweet, right? The person will understand oranges are sweet if he has tasted something sweet in his life, is it not? If he does not know what is a sweet and the word sweet, you know, the word sweet, S-W-E-T, and he's related to that, the word, to the experience of sweetness. If he has not gone through this experience, matra sparshastu kaunteya. Sparsha means that contact with that element. I've put sugar in my mouth. And the sweetness has been experienced. So, as long as I have connected the word sweet to the experience sweetness, only then I will be able to understand the statement oranges are sweet. But if I do not know the word sweet, or I do not know the experience of sweetness, I will never understand that statement, is it not? Just think about it for a while. Now, the experience that these scriptures are giving is transcendental. It is beyond the sensory perceptions of our senses. 
how would somebody understand what which is not in the realm of my past experience therefore it is very confidential therefore it is unapproachable therefore it is inaccessible this knowledge because it is trying to say something which is transcendental it is trying to say about krishna who is beyond this material world who is beyond this uh, the grasp of this matter or the grasp of these material senses atah shri krishna namaadi na bhavet grahyam indriyaihi so it is saying atah shri krishna namaadi na bhavet you cannot capture krishna's name fame pa- form pastimes just by reading a book just by sensory perceptions or just by um, your eyes it is said sevan mukhe hijivhadav swayam eva sphuratyadah so in this verse prahlad maharaj is actually acknowledging that yeah i have told you so many things but probably you you're not able to grasp what i have said so then i'll give you the secret now the secret is what the secret is you have to go and surrender to us to someone who have who has access to this knowledge and in this case he's sharing his personal realizations that narada muni had told me narada has instructed me uh, for example Uh, i remember in my engineering days uh, certain subjects were very difficult for me i remember uh, there were some subjects called as control control methods or something like that very difficult to understand uh, these are these are used in factories you know when you when you go to factories they are called as control methods if you see a factory you know when you produce a, a biscuit factory for example you put flour on one end and then on the other end you'll get biscuits nicely packed and printed what biscuits do you eat parle ji okay <laughs> parle ji now all of these factories are connected with a control mechanism like when the flower comes there are sensory sense uh, there are um, what is that there are controls which actually feeds back to the to the system to say okay now the flower has come now mix the flower bake it put sugar brand it stamp it with parle ji logo on it and things like that so there are control and somewhere something goes wrong it feeds back it feeds back to say hey something's gone wrong here for example uh, a few of my friends went to japan to work in the toyota factory and in this factory if you work in automotive industry you've got to feed robots you actually work with the robots it's going to get very difficult actually um we have had friends working in the amazon how many of you order for amazon um okay um you don't know what happens in the amazon warehouses when you click an order on amazon the order is passed on to the warehouse and immediately the order is taken by a robot and the robot the amazon warehouses are almost the size of 10 to 20 football grounds it's not smaller football grounds soccer grounds and the robot has to move from point a to point b okay to because it knows where the product is let's say you've ordered a pencil box so it knows the pencil box is in that corner but now the the amazon wants to optimize so what it does the robot has to reach to that point because it's farthest it will rush in 100 kilometers per hour because it has to reach and there there'll be a person a human who will be probably loading the robot or doing something with the robot sometimes the robots don't stop because it malfunctions it rams into that human and he gets injured all of this is not pre- documented this is all goes on and we have to work with they are called humanoids you have to work with the robots loading it and sometimes the robots are machines they are obviously machines and they sometimes malfunction and they hit the person who is trying to load and is taken to the hospital i mean they are all you know under the ground you won't get to know about all of this these are all happening so 
Why I went there, I don't, I don't know why I went there actually. But uh, what I mean to say is engineering, so control, control loop. So it's very complicated mechanisms that we have evolved just to produce a biscuit. biscuit. Uh, so in this engineering subject, when I was saying something, my friend used to say, hey, you should go and read this author. Uh, you read the book of this author, then it'll easy, that, that subject is nicely explained by that author. You will understand that subject easily. So as to go and buy a specific book of that, because the subject will be written by many authors. And one specific author will make you understand the subject a little better. Right? So in the same way, uh, Prahlad Maharaj is saying, I've explained to you so many things as a teacher, but probably you'll not understand what I've said. You better go to the proper author who is Narada Muni and you understand the same subject from him, then it'll be clear for you. So this is what is called as Guru Padashira. In Bhakti Vriksha also we do this, right? We teach them, but we simultaneously tell them to take the shelter of Srila Prabhupada. Is it not? And when they take, what do you mean by taking shelter of Srila Prabhupada in our Bhakti Vriksha? Correct, to follow the instructions of Srila Prabhupada, chanting 16 rounds, following the four regulative principles. So gradually we are bringing them un under the shelter of the Guru. So that is exactly what Prahlad Maharaj is doing. He's saying, okay, I've told you everything, I've, I've done my Bhakti Vriksha class, but now I'll bring you under the, under the um, shelter of my Guru Maharaj, who is Narada Muni. Uh, so therefore, and therefore he's passing the glories of these instructions to his guru, to his spiritual master. See, all glories to Srila Prabhupada we say. So therefore he's culmi uh, almost culminating his instructions. Actually you will understand this better if you come and surrender to my Guru Maharaj. So, this knowledge, Jnanam tad etad amalam duravapam aha. He said this knowledge is amalam. A malam. Malam means dirt. Amala means it is transcendental, it cannot be muddied or it, it is not material in that sense. And it is dura, duravapam, very difficult to understand. Why did he say that and why did he give the examples of the Vedas in the previous chapter, in the previous verse? Because these were the Vedic times and obviously these children were studying the Vedas under Shanda and Amarka. They were studying Vedas only. So. So what was different to the teachings of Prahlada and to the teachings of Shanda and Amarka? What was different? Why is he saying? Yes? Yes. Yes, spiritual, st spiritual stuff. Yes. So, this is the difference. Therefore, it is very difficult to understand. So in the previous verse, he was saying, Dharmartha kama iti yo abhihitastri varga. You think that the Vedas are only teaching you these three stuff, which is Dharma, Artha and Kama. But we have to understand, in one of the offenses we also say, to consider the Vedas, to blaspheme the Vedic literature or literature in pursuance of the Vedic version. If and Vedas have come from the breath of the Lord. Huh? And Krishna says, Vedaischar ahameva vedyam. Vedaischar sarvair ahameva vedyaha. So, if Krishna is saying all of this, why do we then say the Vedas only deal with three modes of material nature? How do we understand? How do we synchronize both of this? On one end we say we shouldn't criticize the Vedic literature. On the other end, we say, Vedas only tell you about material modes or they are engrossed in the material modes. 
generally it is said trigunya vishaya vedaha nistraigunyo bhavarjuna how do we understand that that is why it is confidential that is why it's confusing sometimes is it not so someone want to wants to try how do you synchronize both these thoughts on one end just previous verse dharmartha kama ityabhidhi abhihitas trivarga and we also say vedas are you shouldn't be blaspheming the vedic literature or any literature in persons of the vedic version so vedas the only the ultimate purpose of the vedas is spiritual but vedas is like our mother we know mother knows that the child doesn't want to treat his disease but because the medicine is bitter the medicine for this material world is bitter so therefore the vedas just like the mother treats the disease by giving him the bitter pill put inside sugar so you the mother is giving the bitter pill shrouded inside sugar or honey laced with honey the mother says okay here is the medicine it's very sweet try it and then the child eats the medicine oh actually it is sweet so in the same way vedas lure people towards scriptural injunctions by telling them okay if you have a material desire do this if you want a child do putra kamishti yagna okay you do this then you will get it if you have a desire do this so in the vedas generally there are four classifications brahmanas aranyakas samhitas and the last section of the up- are upanishads so there are four sections every veda is classified into four sections the brahmanas basically deal with these ritualistic sacrifices or karma kanda performances you will see om agnaye idam nama agnaye swaha agnaye idam namama and they'll do they'll pour ghee into the fire the problem is the brahmana sections are so vast that someone gets engulfed with the details of this process of yagna and they think this is all in all in the process of vedas so i'm happy with that process that is what is being criticized that is what it means by trivarga trivarga means one who is engrossed with the happenings of karma kanda without knowing the inner confidential meanings of what these sacrifices are revealing because vedas cannot give anything material on the outright it might be material but you have to go deeper what happens generally i know one uh, acharya uh, he was telling when students come to gurukula when they start learning the vedas when they learn all of these uh, sacrifice sacrificial ceremonies how to conduct them they leave the gurukul after that why because he used to say once they know how to do this yagna the, the birth ceremony the sac- all these marriage ceremonies and things like that they leave the gurukul because they can ma- make money out of it because in in generally in india they call okay uh, my son is born so we have to do a jata samskara the birth ceremony so we call a pujari he does something and he gets money for it so as soon as he learns this part of the vedas they leave they leave the gurukul and they start earning money they get they get settled down in grihastha ashrama claiming themselves to be the followers of vedas but that doesn't complete their vedic study unless they have completed the upanishadic study of the brahmanas the brahmanas are only t- telling you how to do things but why you do things are not being covered yet that's another subject matter in itself so therefore it is very difficult to understand that is why it is confidential i'll tell you one example and then we can understand this a little better vedas 
the first the first mantra of the vedas you know where where what it starts with om agni nile it starts with agni it starts with agni agni means what fire this is the external understanding of the word is it not agni means fire but if somebody goes a little deeper what can be the deeper meaning of agni we all know it how correct that's right that's right correct correct so on the outright agni is fire the element fire which is matter is it not which is material but one step deeper agni is agni devata the presiding deity so therefore who does yagna he will say okay i am offering all this to agni devata swaha is the wife of agni that is one understanding but upanishads go a little further and they go and say agni the word agni is the lord how what is ga in sanskritam ga means gachati iti ga one one what something that moves is called ga the word go comes from the word ga in sanskrit see ga means gachati the dhatu of gachati means that which moves the word is ga the same word has got tadbhava in english or latin called as go now gachati uh, ga is gachati that which moves a ga is that which does not move uh, agni agni is made of a ga and ni three three syllables ga is that which moves aga is that which does not move ni means niyate that energy which moves which cannot move on its own is called agni make sense now what is that energy which moves everything in this material world aham sarvasya prabhavo mattah sarvam pravartate krishna says so therefore he is agni agni means krishna agni means vishnu agni means narayana so therefore upanishad say okay on the outright agni means the fire okay one level deeper agni means the supreme uh, the, the the devata agni but actually agni means krishna so now upanishads have completed the under so therefore that yagna that the person is doing is actually done to please the supreme lord because he is actually agni nile agnaye idam nama means this is krishna's not mine make sense so this is how the vedas preach so when when somebody understands the deeper tenets of the vedas then he sees that this is non different from the preachings of any scriptures vedas cannot preach anything else apart from the lord vedecha mahabharate chaiva purana purane tatha it is talked about uh, there is a verse in chaitanya charitamrita which says mahabharata purana and the vedas are talking of only one thing which is krishna they are talking of nothing else it is just that it is it is it is presented in such a way that you will feel it is talking so many other things because this is to lure the so called materialists into the um, framework of the vedas so that is why it is confidential now these upanishads which is containing the essence of all the vedas what is the highest of all upanishads what is the supreme most upanishad ha huh? gita upanishad is it not so who gave us gita upanishad krishna which krishna ha huh? it is krishna of course vyasadeva has written it written it in the padma purana it is said sarvopanishado gavah dogdha gopala nandanah partho vatsah sudirbhokta dugdham gitamritam mahat 
what did krishna do okay okay guys you are all very busy with doing material karmakanda activities so i will compile the, all of the vedas ha huh? sarvopanishado gavaha just like that cowherd boy krishna milking the cow ha huh? who cowherd boy milks the cows isn't it he milks the cow sarvopanishado gavaha he brought all the upanishads and milked them ha huh? milked them keeping what usually when you milk a cow you need its calf in india if you see traditionally how it's done they put the calf in front of the mother and the mother looks at mother cow looks at the calf and because it's looking at the calf its motherly affection flows more so therefore it gives you more milk so first the calf is let to drink the milk and then the calf is allowed to stand in front of the mother cow and therefore the mother cow mother cow is looking at the calf and its motherly affection is flowing and then by then the humans actually milk more milk from the cow that's how it is traditionally done so here sarvopanishado gavaha dogdha gopalanandanah partho vatsaha so here keeping arjuna in the front keeping arjuna in the front making him the calf making him the calf krishna is milking all the upanishads and giving us that upanishad this is on the outright but now which krishna who is krishna how do we know krishna as and he is the son of correct is it not he is the son of ha here the verse says clearly it says gopalanandanaha he did not say devaki nandanaha or vasudeva putra it this verse is saying sarvopanishado gavaha dogdha dogdha means one who is the milkman gopalanandanaha son of nanda maharaj and yashodamai you see that's interesting is it not that krishna who is vrindavan vrajanath krishna he is giving it to arjuna because he is he is a famous milkman anyways so he knows how to milk the cows so he knows how to milk the upanishads also therefore he has milked this and given us this supreme instruction dogdha gopalanandanah parthovatsaha sudir bhokta dugdham gitamritam mahat so he has milked it and given us the nectarian gita for us which has the supreme instructions very very confidential knowledge what is the chapter in gita which says which is the most confidential knowledge chapter 9 why is it most confidential knowledge an eerie of silence now <laughs> why is it the most confidential knowledge why is prabhupad calling it the most confidential knowledge okay <laughs> that's good answer because it's an important chapter therefore it is confidential knowledge <laughs> but why is it important correct but why is it rajagohyam yes little louder anusha yeah but what is the key of key knowledge in that chapter yes what specific verse ha huh? correct rajavidya but actually what is the what is the central verse of bhagavatam bhagavad gita what is the central verse bhagavad gita has 700 verses correct if you divide bhagavad gita in the center there is one verse which is the most secret which is the most central which is covered by all other verses and which is the only verse which is repeated twice man mana bhava mad bhakto madhyaji mam namaskuru next line Yes there are two versions tell that 
and the last verse pratijani correct 18 chapter also he repeats that verse isn't it so this is the central therefore it is confidential krishna says the second verse in the ninth chapter idam tu te guhyatamam guhya means secret guhyatamam pravakshyami anasuyave pratyaksha avagamam susukham kartum avyayam pratyaksha means one can actually see the tangible results of this knowledge how do we see the tangible results by surrendering to the spiritual master so that's why this verse if i connect it back now gnanam tat etad amalam durvapaham duravap sorry duravapam aha narayano narasaka kila naradaya so vaishnavas are called as narasaka friend of the humans or friend of the nara species so when we surrender to them so naturally this becomes very apparent and prabhupad quotes the verse sarva dharman parityajya mamekam sharanam vraja aham tvam sarva papebhyo moksha ishyami masuchaha this is also a very confidential verse but there is a more confidential verse than this which talks about what happens in the state of supreme bliss now this is krishna's order come and surrender to me abandoning all religions right this is a dictate that krishna has given to everyone each and every one is it not but there is something more confidential than this if you go one step higher it's it's like you know you're climbing the climbing stairs to uh, to a big palace and you've taken the first step which is sarva dharman parityajyamame okay i've taken the step of surrendering to krishna but there is something more confidential than this which krishna says in the bhagavad gita what happens when you enter the palace krishna says which is that verse which is that verse krishna says what happens when you come inside the palace and see me inside the palace it is said in the 10th chapter macchitta matgata prana bodhayanta parasparam now krishna is getting more personal in sarva dharman parityajya it's not very personal but krishna gets very personal in some of the other verses also macchitta matgata prana bodhayanta parasparam kathayantascha maam nityam tushyanti charamanticha you will see how they are ramanti they are playful they are enjoying my katha once you come into the palace so he's he's giving so there are so many confidential verses which unlock the secrets of the, of krishna's relationship with the jiva so like this if we actually open the gita and go deeper and deeper we will come to know the confidentiality of the teachings um, so therefore in the bhagavad gita and bhagavatam it is said tat vidhi pranipatena to know this there is only one way we have to surrender to someone who have access to this knowledge tasmad gurum prapadyet jignasu shreya uttamam shabde parecha nishthanam nishnatam brahmani upasham upashamana shrayam tasmad gurum prapadyet one has to come to the gurum then only one can understand tad vignanartham sagurum abigacchet samit strotri samit strotri i forgot the line brahmanishtam that guru should be brahmanishtam one who is surrendered to the guru you have to come and surrender tad vignanartham sagurum eva abigacchet one has to go to a guru then gradually this knowledge will open up now i'll summarize this verse pralad maharaj is mentioning that narada muni has received these instructions from narayana rishi which which uh, interaction is this if you go to 10th canto 87th chapter 
टेंथ कैंटो एटी सेवेंथ चैप्टर परीक्षित महाराज इन द एटी सिक्स चैप्टर हैज आस्ट अ क्वेश्चन इट सीम्स एज इफ द वेदास इज ओनली टॉकिंग अबाउट द थ्री मटीरियल मोड्स हाउ कैन वेदास एक्सेस दैट सुप्रीम लॉर्ड हु इज बियॉन्ड द थ्री मोड्स हीज आस्ट दिस क्वेश्चन परीक्षित हैज आस्ट दिस क्वेश्चन एंड देन शुकदेव गोस्वामी इज सेंग ओ ओके एक्चुअली द सेम क्वेश्चन वॉज आस्ट बाई नारद मुनी टू नारायण ऋषि सो आई आई एक्चुअली कोट यू दैट इंटरेक्शन सो दैट्स हाउ द एटी ट्वेंटी सेवन चैप्टर स्टार्ट एंड दैट इज वॉट प्रहलाद महाराज इज कोटिंग हियर नारायण ऋषि सो वॉट हैपन वंस नारद मुनी वॉज ट्रैवलिंग टू बद्रिकाश्रम यू नो वेर इज बद्रिकाश्रम वेर इज बद्री बद्रीनाथ बद्रीनाथ इज इन द हिमालयास नियर द हिमालयास इन द नॉर्दन टिप ऑफ भारत so when he was traveling he sees narayana rishi with so many other sages narayana is the incarnation of the supreme lord nara narayana uh, in the in the third chapter of the first canto it is stated his incarnations narada muni pays his obeisances and asks this same question to narayana rishi and then narayana rishi says he actually takes us to another conversation of the sages in janaloka of how uh, sanananda Sanan, sanananda kumara is telling this the same answer has been uh, the same question has been answered by sanananda kumara in the janaloka and then narayana rishi preaches this to narada muni and then now prahlad maharaj is quoting that just as Na- narayana rishi has taught these lessons to narada muni and i have assimilated it from narada muni so therefore you should go and surrender to narada rishi so therefore that's how this is coming the verse when you read narayana the supreme personality of godhead formerly explained this transcendental knowledge to the great saint narada so this is coming from the 87th chapter interestingly in that chapter when the question was asked how do the vedas have access to krishna that chapter is called as the prayers of the personified vedas the vedas get personified and they offer their prayers to krishna Uh, so this is what narayana rishi is explaining It's beautiful prayers wonderful prayers and very confidential again um so what is our hope to know this knowledge our hope as we know um i can quote my own personal example when the initial stages um it didn't make any sense i used to read bhagavad gita it does not make any sense initially but as we follow the four regulative principles as we follow the instructions of the spiritual master as we fight our anarthas especially the treacherous mind which always try to take us away from the teachings of krishna which try to always try to tell us we are very intelligent huh? uh, the first the first the first eligibility of a disciple is what what is the first eligibility of a disciple for him to become eligible to receive these instructions huh what is the first eligibility the eligibility is i don't know anything i don't know anything please teach me i have to go as i have to go as someone whom i don't know i'm a fool number 1 please teach me but if i th- if i go with my preconceived knowledge i will not be able to assimilate so if you go with an empty container you can fill it but if you go with a half filled container you probably can't fill anything into it so our, our we should go, approach our our mind and preconceived knowledge should be blank to say now you fill me everything i remember i was taking driving lessons in the uk that was the first time i was taking any driving lessons but i was already driving in india <laughs> so but in in the uk you can't drive with the same knowledge which you have learned in india especially so this guy after a few lessons he doubled my fees i said i think you are racist man you are doubling my fees 
you're charging me double the double the fee i know my colleagues have learned it for half the price he said no no i'm charging you double because i have to make you unlearn what you have learned in india so therefore i'm charging you twice the money so in the same way i had gone to learn driving lessons with my preconceived knowledge which was even more dangerous so he had to help me to unlearn those things so the first eligibility of a disciple is to go with empty empty hands to take whatever the guru says the eligibility is that so when we approach with that mentality trinadapi suni chena taro riva sahishnuna sahishnuna amanina manadena kirtaniya sadaharihi so when we go with that then evam prasanna manaso bhagavad bhakti yogatah bhagavat tattva vignanam mukta sangasya jayate then this knowledge will come into us and sit into us bhagavatam first first canto second chapter this verse is said then this knowledge will slowly remove the knots of our material bondage and gradually this knowledge will dawn onto us because prabhupad says in this purport the eligibility is to come to the spiritual platform first then this knowledge will dawn onto us for that we have to surrender to the spiritual master's instructions on one hand i would say i will do whatever i want to do and still i want to progress in krishna consciousness it doesn't work it is not compatible it will never be compatible i might be a devotee externally but the knowledge will only go that deep it will only go skin deep it will not go deep into our recesses of our heart then the confidentiality will not open up and you will not really ramante you will not enjoy that knowledge itself you will not enjoy that access to krishna that this knowledge gives us therefore it is confidential it is confidential because guru gives krishna to us the possibility to access krishna is there with this knowledge therefore it is confidential uh, therefore it is very durlabha duravapaham therefore it is very unapproachable therefore the process is being explained by prahlad maharaj and once we access so in from a personal example or, or from all of our experiences we can see gradually it makes sense we were there in burijan prabhu's retreat a few weeks ago Burijan Prabhu talked taught about the three most life changing verses of Shrimad Bhagavatam and many of us knew these verses we had read these verses but when we heard it from maharaj it opened a new way of understanding these verses and put them into perspective you see why because it is coming from an elevated personality who has assimilated in his life uh, so in that way when we are pure and we have connection with the pure then this knowledge will descend into us otherwise it's very difficult to access this knowledge even though we might be reading all of these books a million number of times we will not be able to access the confidentiality of it so with this i'll stop here thank you very much for eagerly lending your time and ears for helping me to understand shrimad bhagavatam if there are any comments corrections or uh, questions we can discuss for a while for a few minutes Yes, Shriya, Sevya. Hare Krishna, Prabhuji. Thank you for the wonderful class, Prabhuji. You mentioned that understanding the Supreme Lord is very difficult, and <coughs> uh, it's very because th- this knowledge is very confidential, and we can't access it with our material senses. Hmm. But Prabhu, we heard in the last few classes that it's very easy to please Lord Krishna with by devotional service. So then what is the need of understanding this confidential knowledge when we can easily please him with devotional service <clears throat> Try to tell this to your friends in your class you will come to know how difficult it is Do you understand when you go to your class and you want your classmates to take to Krishna consciousness 
How do you feel? Is it easy to make them Krishna conscious? It is not difficult. Therefore, it is confidential. For you, you are already a confidant. <laughs> For you, it is easy because you are one among the 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 secret society. <laughs> you are already a member of the secret society. So therefore, for you, it's easy to access Krishna. It is easy for us. But you try to tell this to someone who doesn't have access to Krishna. It's very difficult. How many times have we felt, if at all, if he comes to know the bliss of this knowledge, is it not? You feel so desperate that, why don't they take up to this process? It's so sweet. But it's very difficult to convince someone to take up to this process initially, is it not? Initially, of course. But gradually they come to that understanding. So therefore, for someone who is engrossed in material uh, um, engagements, for them it is very difficult. For them they feel Krishna consciousness is so much... Um, I remember when I say this to my colleague, my colleague says, what you do seems to be completely opposite to what we do in, this, in, in everyday life. But I said, I don't feel like that. I don't feel like that at all. I see everything in harmony. I don't see what we do every day in my office is something completely, it was easy. But because he's still in the lowest rung of the ladder, he feels it like that. Is, does, does it make sense? So yes, it is easy for those who have actually tasted it. Yes, it is difficult for those who don't have access to it. Um, make sense? Yeah. Thank you, Prabhuji. Thank you. Yes, Prabhuji. Hi, Kishore. Thank you for the class. Um, I was just wondering, what's the um, position of Pilat Maharaj in relation to Narada Muni? Because we understand that Pilat Maharaj, he's a Mahabhagavat, right? Yes. And he has the full potency to, whatever he says, to transfer anyone's heart into devotees. Yes. So why is he actually, um, I guess, directing these, his friends to Narada Muni? Because yes. we can see in the example of, for example, like uh, Sugarek Goswami. Hmm. When he's narrating the whole Bhagavatam yes. or the philosophy to Prakshamaraj, he yeah. doesn't refer him to Vyasadev, who's sitting right next to him, or Narada Muni. He doesn't tell him to heed that instruction, so he's given the instruction to Prakshamaraj. So how do we understand this too? <laughs> okay. In case of, there are two, two ways to understand this. In case of Prahlad Maharaj, he has preached to his schoolmates, but he's taking them to their guru, to his guru. That's humility of a preacher. When we do Bhakti Vriksha, we always pass on to the, the glories to Srila Prabhupada or to our spiritual master. That's the humility of a preacher. A preacher does not want any fame or anything like that. So he passes the glories back to the guru and spiritual master. So this is the humility of Prahlad Maharaj coming up. In the case of Shukadeva Goswami, you know who was the teacher of Shukadeva Goswami? No. Janak Maharaj. Shweda Vyasa sends Shukadeva Goswami to take training under Janak Maharaj who is a grihastha, who is a king, who has many ladies under his... and Shukadeva Goswami takes training from him. The reason why Shukadeva... Of course, it, is, it doesn't come apparently in the Bhagavatam, but if you read many Puranas, you will see Shukadeva Goswami also offering prayers to his spiritual master. He will be offering prayers to, to, to the spiritual master because Shukadeva Goswami himself offers prayers. If you see the second canto, he offers prayers. So if you read those prayers, you will come to know that he's offering prayers to the Lord and to Vyasadeva who is non-different from the Lord. Uh, but sometimes, um, this also happens that in your Bhakti Vriksha, your teacher has come, but the teacher stays a little aloof so that the preacher who is preaching to the new people at least listen to this preacher. So at least that surrender is there. 
Because otherwise what will happen uh, if a new person comes and a preacher is preaching and then there is another senior preacher. So this person who is very new, then he will not listen to the instructions of the preacher. He will say, I've got your boss, I've got access to your boss, I'll not listen to you anymore. So certain things, it's called skip level meeting in our offices. <laughs> you have access to the boss's boss. <laughs> so sometimes in those scenarios, uh, the senior preachers stay step back and then they let the preacher to take the glories for a while. But although then we know that Shukadeva Goswami passes all the glories to Srimati Radharani and Vedavyasa and his predecessor Acharyas. Uh, but it doesn't come apparent suddenly when you see that the, the scene pictorially, but if you go deeper into the teachings, you will see that. And he passes all his glories to his father and his teacher. That's what my understanding is, Prabhuji. There may be other ways to understand this. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, if there are no more questions, we'll stop here. Grantaraj Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Ananta Koti Vaishnava Vrindi ki jai, Nitai Gaur Premanande, Hari Haribo. Are you getting better? Yeah. Yeah.